Hey everyone, Catfish here. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to put a little bit of a disclaimer. The reason that I missed last week's recording was because of an accident that happened. We're going to get into a little bit of that discussion. Uh, we're going to talk about some issues of mortality and what exactly occurred that prevented me from being able to record. I'm not going to get into any gory details, but we are going to talk about mortality and and some things that happened that are weighing heavy on me and, and several others in our community at the moment. If you're a sensitive listener, a younger listener that maybe doesn't want to, to listen to that, then I would suggest skipping the last 15, 20 minutes or so of the episode. I think I get started about the 48 minute mark is where we get to this. But I think it's important to discuss. So I'm going to leave it in there. And because this, this podcast is called Clashing in traffic, I felt like it was important to talk about some of the traffic aspects of things. With that being said, let's get into the episode. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my fellow Clashers. How is everybody doing today? My name is Catfish, and you are back for yet another episode of Clashing in Traffic. So why don't y'all hop on in, buckle up, it's time to go play in some traffic. Uh, guys, It's it's been two weeks since I last spoke with y'all, and... Uh, there, we'll get into what that was all about a little bit later in the episode, but I am about to head on off to the office for the first time in a couple weeks, so I appreciate y'all hanging out with me and uh, keeping me company while I make this drive. So what do we have going on in the land of Clash of Clans? Uh, since the last episode two weeks ago, we have finished up CWL, we've had many events that have been going on in Clans and uh or in game i mean and all kinds of things going on in real life so let's get into a little bit of that uh so the big thing that i'm working on right now of course still working on it will be working on it for oh who knows how long until i get it finished or until i get bored of it but that is the unbreakable achievement uh so right now i am currently sitting at 2096 defensive wins out of the 5000 that i need to finish that achievement uh, and I am at 639 wins for the season. Now, I got to looking at the Clash of Stats website and uh, app. Um, I love that they have it available as an app right now. Uh, it's, it doesn't have quite as much information as what's available on the website, but it's just a little bit easier to navigate. Uh, and yeah, so I, I enjoy having the app there. And I got to looking, and they have a section in there about rankings. And, you know, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, and I've been trying to track my, my rank in the defensive wins category, because that's the only one that I'm ranked in right now. And globally, I'm sitting at number 198 and in, in my region, and I'm in the international region because my clan, uh, Gideon's Keep is where I'm sitting at right now. My clan is listed as an international clan. I'm at number 43 globally. And I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty dang good, right? And then I got to looking, and there's a couple other guys in the clan uh, who are also 
looking to finish this achievement. And one in particular is Sir Cello Pup. Sir Cello Pup, now I think he had more defensive wins than me than when I started this journey, but this guy, <laughs> this guy has been on top of getting rid of his guard and dropping trophies like it's nobody's business. And he's sitting at 3,839 defensive wins out of the 5,000 needed on the season. Y'all, I said I was at 639. I thought that was pretty good, right? He's at 1,608 wins. All right, all right. Cello, I, I don't know what your secret is, man, but I need to get on your level. Uh, I had talked about how I just dropped down to uh, Bronze 3, that I didn't feel like it was worth it to, to push even further down into Bronze 2 or Bronze 1, for that matter. Uh, and, and Cello Pup had DM'd me and said that he's been pushing down into to 2 and 3, and clearly that has been working. So... I'm ranked globally 198. He is ranked globally at number 26. And in the region, he's at number 8. Uh, so we've got a top 10 guy in the international region sitting in the clan for his defensive wins. Uh, so congratulations to Sir Chelopup on, on being able to do that. Now, hopefully I'll be able to, to try to catch up a little bit. You're clearly going to finish before I do. But... I want to I want to be able to get a little bit closer to what you are averaging per day for your your defensive wins. So yeah, uh, I, I will be taking some of his secrets and trying to apply them to what I am doing. Now, WHP so W Parker is also participating in this this challenge. He's sitting at one thousand three hundred and twenty five defensive wins towards the achievement and five hundred and thirty four on the season. So that's that's where the three of us who are really uh, pushing down here and trying to maintain this. I know there's a few others that are down there that are tagging along. Uh, funny thing is, so I have been, I've also been pushing my Town Hall 11. So my Town Hall 14 is sitting down in bronze and silver. My Town Hall 11 is in Titan 1, and I plan to push it up to Legend League at the end of this month's season. I want to have it up there on that last day so that I can get that legend badge for my Town Hall 11. So my, my Town Hall 11 is way at the top, my Town Hall 14 is all the way down at the bottom, and I have been doing hour-long boosts on my Town Hall 11 and, and doing some pushing sessions, right? Well, Gideon's Keep, we're still only a level 6 clan, so the clan perks means that our wait time for, getting, uh, for putting in CC requests is longer than in other clans. So I've been hopping out of Gideon's Keep, going over to Knights of Zion, where we have the full clan perks, and I'll take my, my Town Hall 11 and my Town Hall 14 over there. And actually, I've been taking my Town Hall 2 over there to do some things, but that's that's for another, another time to talk about what we're doing with the two. But I've been sitting over there and doing my boost sessions there, because then I can request for troops uh, much more frequently on my 11 and get more attacks in during that boost. And then between attacks on the Town Hall 11, I'll go over to my 14 and do some more trophy dropping attacks because I'll usually get raided a couple times while I'm doing a Titan League attack. I'm waiting through a little bit of the clouds on the 11. My 14 will take a couple defenses, hop back over to the 14, donate some troops, do a couple tro trophy dropping attacks, and then dip out. And I'm doing those little trophy dropping attacks, right? Just, you know, dropping my RC, hit and surrender. Dropping the RC, hit surrender. And I get to this base that looks really familiar. And then I realize, wait, that's the base that I built for myself to use down here in Bronze League so that, you know, it would 
make it a little bit more difficult for somebody to just come in and, and you know, hit an outside collector so that I wasn't getting that guard. Uh, and it had all of the, the resources in the middle and just a ring of, of, of all the trash buildings and defenses on the outside. It's like, that was the, that's the first base that I built when I was doing this. And I look up in that top left-hand corner, and sure enough, I'm attacking Sir Chelopup because he's over in Knights of Zion. <laughs> it's like, what are the odds of that, you know, that I actually end up attacking one of my clanmates? Now, we weren't technically in the same clan at the time, which is why that's possible. I don't think that you can attack people that are actually in your same clan anymore. Um, and I think that was a change that was early on in the game. If, if anybody has ever actually attacked somebody who was in the same clan at the time of the attack, let me, let me know. I, I think that happened many, many years ago, but I think that has changed that Supercell has taken that out. But yes, I, I ran across Sir Pup as I'm out there doing my trophy dropping attack. So I dropped my RC and hit surrender, didn't give him a guard, didn't give him a shield, and I helped contribute to one of those 1,608 defensive wins that he has so far on the season. So you are welcome, Sir Pup. Now, on the other side of that, I... Uh, I'm sitting there one night, and I had just, I had removed my guard, removed my shield, and was ready to take some defenses. And my phone starts going off, giving me you know notifications that my village is under attack. Your village is under attack, and I get five or six of those in a row, and that's cool. And I just happened to look down at my phone, and it says that I'm being attacked. My village is being attacked by Ink. That's right, Ink from the Clash Files family, from Noble Hero, attacked my base. And thankfully, Ink is, is one of the good ones who does not give a guard or a shield. So thank you, shout-outs to Ink for not giving me a guard, not giving me a shield, and giving me a defensive win. Uh, appreciate that. And I just, again, I thought that was so funny that this week of, you know, of all weeks, you know, I've been running into places where I'm attacking the same couple people. Um, there's a guy, his name is Bob. That's his account name. Uh, I have shared a picture of his base in... The Discord server because the guy has all of these obstacles. They're all arranged nice and neatly. You know, most of the obstacles I think they, they spawn a certain number of times, like the seasonal obstacles, the uh, the ninth anniversary obstacle. It spawns where you could have nine of them, and sure enough, he had nine of them. They were all in a row. It's just you know the guy has probably spent a ton of money on shovels of obstacles and arranged everything on his base. I have seen that base, I've attacked that base probably 10, 15 times uh, in the past month that I've been dropping, maybe even a little bit longer than that, that I've seen Bob as I've been out there attacking. And there's a few others that I that I run across that I recognize the base, recognize the name. Uh, Bob just stood out because it was an easy name to remember. But it's, it's funny that I've seen those guys over and over and over again. And then this week, I attacked Sir Jellopup, I got attacked by Ink, and hopefully... I'll be able to see some more of you guys out there uh, as, as we're doing this. I never saw, I never saw C Note while he was down there completing the achievement. I don't think so anyway. I don't always look at you know every base that has attacked me. I do look at my defensive log just to see who I can get a revenge on, who gave me a shield and a guard, so that when I do get in a revenge, I know whether or not I'm just dropping my RC or if you gave me a shield or a guard, I'm going to return the favor and give you a shield or a guard, right? <clears throat> But I don't always look through all of the names that are on that list. So the fact that those two stood out to me this week, I, I kind of thought that was kind of cool. Uh, is anybody else out there doing this challenge still? It's it's it is more of a grind than I expected it. I'm I'm 
my goal is to be done by the time the next update comes but guys that that could be less than a month away so i don't i don't think i'm gonna make it uh, if, if we look back at, at history the winter update typically comes in mid to early december it has dropped a little bit later in the past but it's typically you know around december between like the 10th and the and maybe the 20th now it's it i don't think it's been that late for a while but yeah it's it's been last year was on the 7th and the 8th because uh, there was a slow roll out there because of the whole android versus ios updates and there was uh some issues with one of the with one of the patches with that that they had to pull it back and do, anyway a lot of stuff with getting a release so there's two release dates if you look at the clash clans wiki on when the winter 2020 update was released so that that could be a month away now there's no way i'm going to finish this achievement of the month and i've said that i want to be back in legend league before that update hits so this week i have a decision to make on whether or not i'm going to continue pushing uh towards this unbreakable achievement or if i'm going to make my way back up to legend league and be there for when the next update happens uh, no word yet from supercell on what is going to be in the update you know we're not going to expect any official word from supercell until very shortly before the update but they have been known to put teasers and easter eggs in some of their other videos so if any of you eagle-eyed listeners out there have noticed anything in that stands out as maybe being an easter egg in any of the supercell official stuff uh, let me let me know uh, i'm trying to figure out why is there any correlation between the rewards that were given this month and any sort of teaser sneak peek easter egg whatever the october qualifier challenge that we just finished uh, oh a day or two ago the reward for that was 21 gems you know i don't know that i've really paid attention to what the rewards have been in the past for those is it always been 21 gems or is is there some reason why it's not just like an even 20 why the 21 i i don't know that that really i don't think that that supercell is trying to say that they're going to release something on november 21st and I really don't think that that sneak peek would, you know, if that's an Easter egg, that it would have been calling out to December 21st. But I don't know. So does anybody know, has it always been 21? If so, I wonder why it's been 21. Regardless, there's all kinds of other events going on also. the That October challenge, <laughs> that, was a, that was an interesting one. You know, I, I like to try to do them without cheating, without watching any videos of how other people did it. Uh, and... Uh, unfortunately, the first time that I saw it, I was watching a stream. So one of the guys in our clan, Peacekeeper, is streaming on Twitch. And I was watching his stream. He was doing some Legend League attacks, uh, preparing for a CWL attack. And while on stream, the guy decided to do that October challenge and ends up tripling it. I think it was his second try. And he even quit out. I think he quit out on the first one because he accidentally dropped a rage in the wrong spot. Like as he's scrolling across the map, he drops a rage in the wrong spot. Uh, and he figured that was going to mess up his, his attack. So he goes back, does it again, and triples it, you know, like it's nothing. And I thought, oh, well, shoot, now I just saw how to triple the base. And even though I, I was trying to make it up on my own, uh, you know, that's still in the back of your head. You can't unsee it. So I, I kind of knew what it was that I was going to be doing. But I tried a couple different ways before doing a Peacekeeper's Way and ended up constantly getting like a 97% time fail. Uh, I was trying to just queen charge that eagle compartment over at nine o'clock. Whoa, that dump truck just dumped a bunch of stuff out on the street. All right. 
Uh, I was trying to queen charge that, and then because I'm out of practice with my queen charges, I ended up just taking too long on that. Uh, and I think that's kind of the way that I think Carbon Fin is the one that once I finally, you know, got to watching some of the videos and replays of it, that, that was kind of where Carbon Fin started. I wasn't doing it exactly the way he did it, clearly, because I was time failing and Carbon Fin didn't. Uh, and then the way that I did it, and the, I think it was the same way that Peacekeeper did it, ended up being similar to what Judo Sloth had posted. So instead of instead of queen charging that eagle compartment, we did the, the queen charge. Well, you end up doing a, you're dropping your blimp on the multi-target Inferno uh, that was at like, oh, 10, 11 o'clock, something like that, and then doing the queen charge from about 11 and working your way uh, clockwise from there. So that, that was that was the way that I ended up beating it. And yeah, I think it was Judo Sloth that posted one that was that was very similar. So it's, it's interesting to me to see how many of us have similar ideas on how to beat those bases, right? We've all been playing this game for a while. We have our own ways of doing base identification and then figuring out what, what army we're going to use and how we're going to enter. Well, then when we're giving, when we're given this one specific army against this one specific base, it's just neat to me to see the many different ways that people come up with how to use that army and how it can still, this, despite being, you know, a completely different entry, <clears throat> maybe you're using the troops in a way that wasn't what the person who made that army originally intended and still able to do well with it. You know, that just goes to show that offense really is powerful as long as you know what you're doing, right? Because if we didn't have the ability to do the replays and watch what other people had done, and didn't have the ability to just do it over and over and over again, would we be able to get a fresh triple on that base without knowing anything else? Would we have that ability to come up with that army, that exact composition, and figure out how it was going to work? So that's it's just neat to me to see the different ways that the people in the community are coming up with how to complete these challenges. Uh, and I'm really enjoying the fact that Supercell has added these into the game, right? That we can take some time to practice against these high-level bases. Uh, you're giving the low-level folks a chance to actually play at the higher level. And I think the lower level guys enjoy that, right? <clears throat> How many times have we seen people complain when there's a new update and they're all like, oh, but you didn't give any new updates to Town Hall 7 or Town Hall 9? And most of us that have been playing for a while know that the, you know, the answer to that is, well, if you need new content at Town Hall 9, go to Town Hall 10. That's, that's already built into the game. Uh, we don't need to change a bunch of things at those lower Town Hall levels. I want Supercell spending their, their brain power and the time that they have with people in the office uh, actually putting together new content to the game itself, not not just, uh, you know, new content for the things that have already been around forever. So thank you to Supercell for doing that. But you're also scratching that itch that the young, that the, not the younger guys, well, maybe it is the younger guys, but the folks who are newer to the game that are still down there at the lower town hall levels, you're scratching that itch and letting them get a chance to play at this higher level and I think that is good for the game. You know, recently Big D and I were on uh, Clash Tips podcast. Tip and T invited us over. And we spent a lot of time talking about what Supercell could do for the lower town hall level folks. And it didn't even occur to me at the time that, that this is one of the things that they've done for the lower town hall level folks. Is, is let them have an opportunity to play at Town Hall 14 for oh, about a week. 
and, and practice on those bases. So uh, thank you, Supercell, for doing that. It's It's been enjoyable. Uh, those of us at the Town Hall 14 level have uh, enjoyed getting some practice on these bases that are being used at the world level uh, and get a chance to, to, you know, emulate some of these guys that we see on YouTube and Twitch. So it, it's, it's been fun. All right, so we've talked about my unbreakable achievement. Uh, I got a couple other achievements that I'm still working on. And I, I, you know, since I was getting the numbers from my profile for the unbreakable achievement, I was like, let me look and see what other things I have left. Uh, this past week, I finally made it to the second tier of Siege Share. So I've shared, donated over a thousand Siege machines. And I'm kind of surprised that it took me that long to get to a thousand. I feel like I'm donating those things all the time. Uh, but during these boost sessions with my Town Hall 11 that's pushing, been donating a ton of blimps and the log launchers. Uh, I pushed my way up through Titan 2 using the Super Archer Zap Witch on that Town Hall 11. And now that I'm up into Titan 1, I'm seeing fewer and fewer Town Hall 11s, and I'm starting to see fewer and fewer of the lower level Town Hall 12s. So I've had to move on from the Zap Witch. Uh, that just doesn't, it just doesn't do well competing against those higher level bases. So now I've moved on to, well, it's like an Electron is, is what I'm trying. I figured E-Drags, yes, I hate using them. Uh, I feel, I don't know, that, that they can be a, they can be a no skill spam attack, but some people say the same thing about my witches, uh, but, but they work. And I, I kind of figured that, that E-Drags was going to be a good way for me to be able to compete and get that two star against the Town Hall 12s and 13s that I'm seeing. All right, we'll let that ambulance get by, and now I'll try to get back into traffic. So I've moved on to E-Drags. And again, to me, because I don't have the practice on it, it's a two-star strategy. So on the occasion that I run into a Town Hall 11 up there, when I was using my Super Archer Zap, which it was almost a guaranteed triple. With the E-Drags, because I'm trying to make sure that I can guarantee that two-star against a Town Hall 13, I don't always triple the Town Hall 11s. So that, that's annoying to me, right? Because I'm like, I'm giving up. I'm, I'm wasting valuable trophies because I can't triple this Town Hall 11. And then I you know I forget that, well, that's, that's okay, because the army you're using is supposed to be just guaranteeing that I get that two-star on the higher-level bases. And that's happened. Uh, I've, I think I've only had one or two one stars and those were those were against some pretty high level 12s and even a 13 uh, that i was trying to take out as i'm doing this this push on my town hall 11. anyway uh, the point of this segment was it's supposed to be about the town hall 11 push it's supposed to be about my town hall 14 achievements so seed share finally finished that second tier of that got the the 1,000 donations of Siege Barracks. Uh, the next one that I have left is not so easy this time, which is destroying the weaponized town halls. Uh, I'm sitting at 1,356 of the 2,000 needed to get to the three-star tier of that achievement. Uh, so that'll, that'll take a little bit of time. Actually, now that I'm down in bronze, I could probably knock that out really quickly because there's a lot of weaponized town halls sitting on the outside. I do wonder, though, does it count if the town hall is upgrading it doesn't actually activate against you i would assume so i have to test that and see what happens uh then the next one is superb work so that is boosting super troops uh, i have boosted super troops 117 times 
and I need 250 to get to that third star for that achievement. And then one that I finished, but because I was looking at numbers and because of, of other things going on, one that I finished uh, was one of the first ones to finish it, I believe, and that is Well Seasoned. Um, where are you guys sitting on the Well Seasoned achievement? I get a little bit OCD with the Gold Pass stuff, right? Uh, that's what this this achievement is, is for getting those season, the season points for the season challenges for the Gold and Silver Pass. I always almost always finish every single challenge that is in there. Uh, there were a couple early on that I didn't complete, and that's, I'm kind of kicking myself because as I got to looking at the leaderboards, I could potentially be on the leaderboard for this well season challenge, except I, I missed a couple uh, because there are guys out there that have never let one go, that they've completed every single one of them. So there's a massive tie for first place on that, uh, that leaderboard for the well seasoned achievement, and that could be me. But it's not. So uh, I am currently sitting at 120,580 points on the well season achievement. Where are you guys sitting? What are, what, what are you at on that for the gold pass stuff? Uh, and speaking of the gold pass, I finished my gold pass on Monday. I posted a picture Monday morning of me getting my, my golem barbarian king skin uh, i'm not sure i'm not sure what i how i feel about that you know it's it's kind of cool so here's somebody else uh, orion um orion he's in in knights of zion with us and he's also over in cotp plebs he had he had a decent take on it i'm not as thrilled about the golem skin uh, which i i guess there's folks who think this is the best one uh and there's folks who thought that the Halloween skin was the worst one, and you know, like I said on one of my last episodes, I love the Halloween skin. Uh, not the skin, but the well, the, the skin for the base. I, what do you even call it now? Scenery. There we go. Uh, I like the Halloween scenery, and some people were saying that it was the worst. So you know, differing opinions. Some folks love the Golem skin. I kind of feel like it looked lazy, but I can see you know how why some folks would like it. I liked Orion's take on it though. Uh, he said he is not excited about the golem skin because he likes the golem king, but because of what that might mean in the future, right? We've already had the P.E.K.K.A. king, which basically just looks like the king's wearing a P.E.K.K.A. helmet, right? Yeah, there's some other little changes to it. It's, he doesn't His sword looks like the P.E.K.K.A. sword and whatever, but it looks like the king in cosplay. And then the same thing with the Valkyrie queen. Um, her... her her crossbow looks kind of like the Valkyrie's axe, and she's got red hair, but she doesn't really look like a Valkyrie. Uh, she looks like a queen dressed up as a Valkyrie. Well, the, the golem kingskin looks like a golem wearing a crown, right? That That's what it looks like. And Orion's take on this was, what's that mean in the future, right? What other troops are we going to then just kind of adjust and turn into things? I think his suggestion was like the dragon queen. You know, can you imagine a dragon that looks like a queen, not the queen who looks like she's wearing a dragon costume? And I kind of like that idea, right? What's this mean for future skins that take after the troops? What other what other troop could we make look like the hero and then make that the skin instead of, you know, instead of just putting a mask on the hero? I, I kind of like that idea. So we'll have to see what Supercell does in the future. Um, but once I finally got that king skin... The first time I dropped him, was like, whoa, he looks massive, yo. The, I don't know. He, he, it looks like he's bigger than any other hero out there. And, yes, the kings should be 
figure. He's the king. He's the big guy out there. Uh, Bruno is a massive dude, right? But now that it's the the Golem King, he looks even bigger. Right? So it's 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 interesting. What are what are your thoughts on it? Has anybody else finished the pass and gotten your King skin without gemming any of the levels of the pass? Because you know I I don't gem the levels. I I save my gems for donations and various other little things in game, but I, I don't I don't gem that stuff. So uh, then we've got events going on. Uh, we have the Furious Fire event for using Super Wizards. Uh, you've got to use three Super Wizards and win and get ten wins with them, and then you get a Hero Potion. Um, so my heroes and pets are all maxed out, so I really don't need the potion because my my inventory is full. But that means I get gems. So Awesome. And then the other one that we have going on is the Ice Ice Baby event. Got to use six baby dragons, get ten wins, and you get a builder potion. So I see these two events, and I'm like, all right, stop. We, we've got to collaborate with these baby dragons and super wizards. I had to listen to uh, what my conscience was telling me on how to make this army work together. And then I remembered, yo... This this is not a problem. It's already been solved because I'm down in Bronze League, and it doesn't matter what army I use, I can get wins. So it is really easy for me to finish off these challenges. And uh, if I was up in higher leagues, I don't know, six Baby Dragons, three Super Wizards, could I make that work at the higher level? I'll have to maybe try that in some friendly challenges, see what we can make work, because that's not something that I have typically tried to use. Now, oh, you know what? I didn't even think about it, because if you do a... If you do a blizzard blimp, that's going to count for your super wizard stuff. Because typically you have four of those guys in the blimp. Uh, so then you just have to have six baby dragons for cleanup. Uh, yeah, that should be no problem. I'm sure that some of you guys out there are figuring out how to make those things work together. And then uh, right now, to this morning, we got a new event. Uh, it's the one gem hero boost. I'm not sure how I feel about the one gem hero boost. Uh, because if I'm going to boost the heroes, then I probably also need to boost my barracks, and I'm not going to use the gems to boost my barracks in Spell Factory and, and Siege Workshop, right? Um, because that's a lot of gems, so I'm just going to end up using the training potion. So the, the one gem hero boost really doesn't do a whole lot for me. But, and I guess maybe if, that I'm down here doing the, the trophy dropping stuff, if I happen to actually attack a base to do something, it'll help my heroes get back faster. But... You know, I appreciate the you know the cheaper boosts, but I don't know that it really helps unless you also do the one gem uh, barracks and spell factory and siege workshop uh, event at the same time. So, yeah, thanks, super cell. Not not sure how I'm going to use that. Whatever. Uh, and then in two days we are going to get the metal militia event, which is Pekka. So I can't wait to see how these ground attacks that are going to be coming out. Lots of people probably going to be using Pekka Smash. Uh, in a couple days, and I, I enjoy some ground attacks. Yes, I've been I've been in, using the, the air meta for the last couple months, but I need to get back into some ground meta. That's where the meta's supposed to be, right? <sighs> yeah, but I don't I don't get to practice nearly as much that I'm down here in bronze and silver. So can't wait to to see what we can do with those. Maybe maybe that'll be about the time that I have to decide whether I'm staying down here and finishing this achievement or pushing back up to get ready for the next update. All right, Supercell CWL finished off. Uh, we, once again, we're warring in Gideon's Keep, trying to get it leveled up. We are two wars away from getting it to level 7, and I think that's where we're going to pause and, and get back to some of our, our regular wars, because 
it's yeah we, we, we like we like warring and knights of zion we like doing our our all town hall 14 versus all town hall 14 stuff but gideon's keep we did a 30 v 30 we were in master one um there was a little bit of time there this month was much more difficult than last month last month last month there were more town hall 13s in opposing clans and this month i i, I we might have seen one um so yeah and we didn't have our full we didn't have 30 town hall 14s in our clan either so we were the only ones that was that didn't have a full town hall 14 complement uh, so it got a little dicey for a little bit i had a couple rushed accounts that were running in our clan and hold on just a moment as we go through the security gate good morning thank you very much so it got a little bit dicey for us uh, we were sitting down at the bottom for a little bit. We, we, the first two days, I think we faced off against the guys who ended up finishing in the top of our, of our league. Uh, our goal was, was we didn't want to promote, right? We wanted to stay there and master one so that we could continue to do the 30 v 30, uh, to get the XP. But we also didn't want to demote, right? We wanted to make sure that we got as many CWL medals as possible. And there was a little bit of time there where we worried that we were going to demote. Uh, Klaus even put it in one of his videos. He got he made a, a recap video of the war, showed some of his replays and some replays of some other things going on. And that was like the title was, are we going to demote? Because we were sitting in seventh place. Um, and that, that's a demotion in, in Master League. But at the end, we ended up pulling it out. Uh, I think we ended up we ended up in sixth place by more than 10 stars so we didn't even need to win that last war but the last war that we that we were that we had was against the seventh place team so it was one of those we knew if we could beat them that we guaranteed we were not going to demote uh and then i think we had we ended up having enough of a lead over them that even had we lost that war we would have been fine so we stayed in master one just barely uh and i think I think our intentions are next month we're going to get back to Knights of Zion. Uh, we should have some of our guys who have been having to sit out back. Um, we had we had one guy that's been sitting out for a month or two because he had shoulder surgery, and he has several accounts. So that's why we were like, all right, this is good timing for us to not do Knights of Zion because we'd be missing one of our best players who happens to have multiple accounts. So that would hurt us, right? And then... Right after we did our spin, we, we tried to get everybody where they needed to go. Uh, we set the roster, sent everybody to the clans that they needed to be, spin the thing up, and one of the guys in the clan says, hey, uh, I'm going to be having shoulder surgery in a couple days, and I don't know that I'm going to be able to attack. <laughs> so he's like, can you sit me out? We're like, um, well, even if you miss your attacks, you're going to be fine. We're going to leave you in the lineup because we don't have any more 14s. And because we had sent everybody else to Eden's Edge to make sure that Eden's Edge had enough people, if we would have sat him, we would have had to bring a like a Town Hall 9 onto the board. And we thought him not attacking and still being there as a defense and potentially being able to hold them to a 2-star instead of an easy triple, even if he doesn't attack, was better than having a Town Hall 9 that was going to be... A guaranteed triple for the other clan and might not even be able to get a star on offense he's like yeah um don't worry about it if you miss an attack 
you're fine. Uh, he ended up, I think, he got all of these attacks in. Um, he he has two accounts in the clan also. He has a, a rushed 14 that usually sits over in the use code Klaus clan that he brought over to help us out in Gideon's Keep. And I think he ended up getting a one star with that account. However, he was literally attacking one-handed because his arm that he had shoulder surgery on was immobilized. So guys probably on pain meds, uh, trying to rush an attack in, only has the one arm, and still got his attacks, got a two-star with his 14, got a, a one-star with his rush 14, and, and helped us out. So no no hard feelings there for that one-star. Uh, I think Klaus mentioned something in his video about the folks who were getting some one-stars, and I, I quickly jumped to Hannibal's defense and was like, yeah, he's he gets, an, he gets a pass. <laughs> Part of that's our fault for not paying attention to who you know needed to be opted out and, and not having enough folks on the roster. Uh, and and he's literally attacking one armed. So uh, thankfully that did, that didn't hurt us too badly. So yeah, we stayed in Master League One. And next month I think we're going to be back to I don't know if we're going to jump straight into Knights of Zion and compete at the at the Champion League Two level after we've had um, a long break from competing at that high level. So we might drop over to, to Jericho Rising and get Jericho Rising promoted back up to Champions 3, but still do the 15v15, take our normal Knights of Zion roster over there and, and do some wars there. And that'll give, I don't know, that'll give Eden's Edge maybe some 14s to, to help them out. Eden's Edge ended up staying in Crystal 1. And again, this is what surprises me, is that Eden's Edge in Crystal 1 was having to fight against clans with a lot of Town Hall 14s, but we didn't have any Town Hall 14s in Eden's Edge. It was all 13 and below, and like I have said many, many times before, we have a ton of Town Hall 11s. But we still ended up, we finished in 6th place, so you know, we weren't going to promote, but we knew we weren't going to promote. But for a clan to not have any Town Hall 14s in Crystal 1 and not get demoted, I am I'm so proud of the way that our guys in Eden's Edge have, have been warring. Um, they know that they have to hit up. They know that they have to claim claim bases that are, you know, reaches for them. They're above their station and they need to get in there and guarantee those two stars. And they've been doing it. Uh, is a town hall 11, my town hall 11's there. I think I only attacked one or maybe two town hall 11's all week. I was having to hit 12's and 13's. Uh, and thankfully there's a few of us at the town hall 11 level who know how to triple the lower town hall 12's. And we were able to make those work um, and and do pretty dang well. So Eden's Edge, guys, I'm, I'm super proud of the way that, that you guys are working. I know that a couple months ago when we demoted down to Crystal 2, that, that you know some folks were kind of discouraged. But, you know, don't be discouraged. We're a clan of scrappy Town Hall 13s, 12s, and 11s who are having to claw our way through getting gems, not getting gems, getting stars <laughs> against Town Hall 14s. And we're able to compete. So good job to Eden's Edge and everybody who's there. Uh, a, a lot of us, you know, it's a lot of guys from Nice's Ion who have alternate accounts down there. But there's a lot of folks whose main accounts are in Eden's Edge and, and they're doing well. Um, if you have a Town Hall 12 or 13 or even a 14, maybe you're new to Town Hall 14, you're looking for a clan to compete, we could definitely use some folks in Eden's Edge. We're, I'm about to stop recruiting Town Hall 11s. Uh, we have so many in the clan. I feel like we're getting close to when, you know, we're 
five, six months from Town Hall 15 coming out, and I don't think we want to have too many 11s left in the clan once we start getting Town Hall 15. I think that just that gives a massive spread. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep the clan full, but I'm not going to actively recruit Town Hall 11s. But if you have a, a 12, 13, or even a newer 14, uh, we've got a great home for you with some guys who are used to having to hit above their weight and are still knocking it out of the, knocking it out of the park and doing well. Uh, we'd love to have you come on over to Eden's Edge and join the family. Uh, the use code Klaus Clan was in Gold One, and this is you know this is the clan that that's open to all fans. The roster in UCK changes every week. Uh, it's like every week, every seven to ten days. Um, Parker does a purge in that clan. Anybody who has been inactive or who, you know, looks like they've gone dead, uh, he sets a minimum. You need to get this many wins on the season, and then he uses the Clash Perk bot to see how many people are logging in. And, and there's a couple different things that he's, a couple different ways that he's looking for activity there. That's that's not really a permanent home clan. It's the clan for all of the people in the YouTube comments section who want to join Klaus. Now, yes, there's some long-term members there and some members who we're actually recruiting up into Eden's Edge and Knights of Zion who've been hanging out there in that clan with the, well, that's where he has his Rush to Max series. That's where he has his Genesis account that is the, gosh, what is that account now? It's Town Hall 9. Uh, he's been slowly playing since the beginning of the year. Um, yes, we're maxers. Uh, the, the goal of his, I, I love tip and T, right? And I'm not the, the hardcore maxer that says, you know, rushing is completely and utterly evil, but I, it's just my play style has been the max. You know, I've got my 14 at max already. My other accounts, my other accounts are just my slow build accounts. I like farming them up. That's my, my relaxation time, right? I'm not trying, my goal isn't to get it up and compete at the highest level because I already have an account up there, right? My goal with my mini accounts is to play at the lower levels and farm and just have something to, to relax, right? Uh, and the question got asked when, actually, when we were doing the interview with, with T and Tip about, you know, well, look at his account that he started at the beginning of the year, and it's only a town all nine, uh, and, and T did about the same thing, and he's got, I think, I don't know if he's at a 14 on that one or yet or not. The goal of that account for Klaus was content, not to get it up to a high level and not to be able to um, to donate things and, and do whatever. It was for content because he has all of these these fans, uh, subscribers who are at the lower levels and wanting some lower level content. So his intention with that account was to film every single upgrade. So he's intentionally going slow on that, which is why there's a lot of folks who started accounts at the same time that have blown past him getting you know, way higher up. And some of those guys are actually in the use code class clan. That's what that clan is for, is for the, the rush to max series. And then this, um, this let's play series that he, that he has going also. Um, so like I said, the, the roster there changes constantly as we're purging inactive accounts and they bring new ones in. Um, so you never know what you're going to get when it comes to a CWL season. So, uh, they were down in gold one, a uh, while ago, they were in Crystal 2, and they've gotten demoted a couple times. Well, they, they got their act back together, got some, some active folks in there, and they were able to promote back up to Crystal 3. So congratulations to use code KlausClan on that. And then COTP Plebs, uh, they ran a 15v15, ended up being mostly Town Hall 10 and up. 
I did I, my Town Hall nines were over there. I ended up not even attacking in CWL. I didn't get put on the roster, and that was just fine. I was kind of busy with all kinds of other things. So I, I didn't even opt in for CWL. I told them, if you need me, put me in, just let me know. And uh, they ended up running the 15v15, which can be more difficult. When you do the 15v15, you get paired up with, with higher level folks, I feel. And they were able to finish in third place in gold two. So COTV plebs stayed in gold two. All right, so now um, I want to get into a little bit about why I didn't have an episode last week. The name of the podcast is Clashing in Traffic, so I feel like this still fits with the theme of the show. Uh, I talk to you guys about Clash of Clans while I'm driving to work. Well, last Monday, I had Monday off. Uh, I, I have every other Monday off. That's just the way my work schedule is. Wife and I were out running some errands, doing some things. Uh, we had gone to, to lunch at a little local cafe, uh, tried out, well, they're not new, they were new to us. We'd only tried them once before, and we wanted to go give them a, a second shot. They they serve Onyx coffee. Uh, they're the only cafe in the area that serves Onyx coffee, and I, you know, I love Onyx. I highlighted them a couple months ago with their Happy Sips collaboration coffee that they did with Andy Minio. Um, they're, they're based out of Arkansas. Anyway. We went, we had lunch. Uh, our daughter was having a rough day at work. Uh, she forgot to pack her lunch or something happened to her lunch. And she texts us and says, is there any way you can bring me something uh, to, to eat? So we, we grabbed a sandwich and a smoothie. We go over, visit our daughter, drop her off some lunch at work. And then we had some errands to run. We had to go to the grocery store and, and whatnot. We are driving down the main road in our city. Uh, it's, it's a four lanes on both sides. It's not a highway. It's still, you know, surface street. There's, there's businesses on both sides meeting in the middle. Um, and we're cruising past, uh, there's like car dealerships and, and rental car places. And we're heading towards the big Sam's club. That's, that's a few blocks away from us. Uh, my daughter works at Hobby Lobby. So, you know, there's a big, big, uh, strip mall there with the Hobby Lobby on, on that road. Um, four main lanes of traffic on each side and then there's you know the turn lane and the median for the left turns uh when those are needed and and turn lanes on the right for whatever so it's it's a big wide road there wasn't very much traffic at the time uh we were one of only i think there were only two or three cars that were heading west at the time and one of the traffic lights up by the big giant sam's club ahead of us was was red uh and that was like two blocks away. So there's no traffic coming at us from the other side on the eastbound lanes. And I see, I see somebody in a, in a motorized wheelchair start to cross the street. Um, they're, they're probably 300 yards uh, in front of me um, as they're, they're making their way across. There was a break in the median there. There was a small street, so there's no stop signs or traffic lights for this main highway. And this person starts to cross the street in this motorized wheelchair and is just, you know, puttering along slowly. And at the time that she heads out into traffic is when the light a couple blocks away turns green. So now we have traffic coming, coming on the eastbound lanes. And I, I, 
my wife and I looked and we see this and we're like, this lady is out there in this wheelchair. She's not at a crosswalk, not at a stoplight. There's nothing that says that the oncoming traffic has to give her the, the right of way, right? There's nothing to help impede things. Yeah, there was a small break in traffic, but she was moving so slowly. And we look up and I see, I see this little pickup truck that, that's coming. Uh, it's in the, the second lane from the center median. And he, he wasn't speeding. Um, he'd been, he'd either turned in front of where that red light was or had come from that red light. He just happened to be the first vehicle getting there. And we saw it. We're like, if, if she doesn't stop, she certainly, she's going to slow down. Right. Or, or this truck is going to see her. And neither one of them stopped. And she pulls her little wheelchair into that third lane right at the same time that guy got there. Um, and it was just absolutely tragic. At this point, the, they were right on the other side of the medium from us. Um, I, I heard the crunch, the impact, and then I hear the squealing of the tires um, and immediately pull over onto the median. There was a turn lane, a left turn lane, so I hop into that. I you know hit the little button on my steering wheel and, and tell my phone, tell Siri to call 911. Hopefully she didn't just try to do that. Um, and my wife says, you hop out and she was going to move the car. So I was in the driver's seat. She hops out, I park the car. She hops out, jumps in the driver's seat so she can turn around because we're east, we're heading west. The accident happened in the, in the eastbound lane. And I, I go running back there I'm on hold with 911. You know, I get the little, you're, basically your call is important to us message. Because um, there's a shortage of, of 911 dispatchers across the country. So there's only so many folks who are answering phones. And it takes a second for that to kick in for somebody to pick up. And it right about the time I get to her, some folks that were at the business um, right there, there was a an automotive um repair center that just it just so happened that a good friend of mine is the manager at that store he comes running out so here's my good friend come running across the street and i'm running from where i parked my car and a couple other ladies that were in traffic um they were running out checking on her and the driver of the car the, the, the little truck is there and he is just an absolute mess uh, this lady is on the on the road and I mean, there was nothing. There was there was nothing a week that any of us could do. Nine one one finally answers, and they start asking, you know, the questions that they should. You know, I give them immediately. I give them the location, and they're asking if she's breathing. I'm like, I haven't even gotten to her yet. I'm trying to see if she's breathing, and I look up, and there's an ambulance there already. So the the rescue squad was just they must have been in the line of traffic behind because they were right there hopping out and and trying to administer aid. Um, but in the end, it, it ended up being a fatal accident. And this wrecked so many lives. Um, those of us who were there to see and witness the, the, just the, the final breath of, of this old, older lady, um, the, she is, is no longer with us. Her family, I don't, you know, I don't know any of what family she has in the area. I, I've never met her before. Her family, I'm certain, is wrecked. The guy who's driving the car is, is, you know, 
he's breaking down in the middle of the street at, at the, the gravity of what has just happened. The police show up, they, they clear the scene, uh, they ask those of us who actually witnessed this to, to, to stay around. They, in, in typical protocol and procedure, they don't want the witnesses together, right? Even my wife and I, they said, you know, can you guys please separate yourselves for a little bit because they don't want people talking about what they thought happened until they get it down of what actually happened, right? They, they'd only want the eyewitnesses and they don't want, you know, well, I think I saw this and I thought I saw that. They like, they need to have those different perspectives so they can piece together maybe what really did happen. So they separate everybody, including the guy who's driving the truck. And this guy is, I don't know, he was he's older than me. He was in his, his 50s, 60s maybe, driving this truck all, all by himself. He has just ended a life, and I think that is, is weighing so hard on him, like it should anybody. And they sit him on a curb across the street from everybody else because they don't want anybody, you know, colluding and, and getting stories mixed, missed up or whatever. But he's sitting in such a place that all of these bystanders who are like stopping their cars now and wanting to come over and say, hey, what's going on? They're coming over and talking to this poor guy. I'm standing there near another witness and the cops are yelling at me for talking to my buddy or my wife, and we're not even talking about the accident, but they're completely ignoring this poor person who was over there just trying to deal with the gravity of the situation. And I I felt so bad for, one, the family of this victim, but also the guy who is trying to deal with this on his own and having people come and bug him. He finally gets a hold of his wife. She shows up, and is she's just sitting there with her arm around him. He is bawling, losing control of himself, and the cops go over there, and they tell her she can't be with him. And I thought, guys, we're all humans here. Let's let's think about this situation for a second. Yes, you as the police officers and the investigators, you need to get the story right. But this guy looked he, like he was on the edge of if he didn't have somebody comforting him, he was going to step into traffic himself. So let's, let's have a little bit of compassion for what's going on. And... Finally, I, I was seriously about to raise my voice and, and have a discussion with the lieutenant who was there in charge about, you know, let's let's have some decency. And, and another another officer shows up from the, the, the crime scene investigation squad. Um, and she comes over and starts talking to the guys like, hey, would you like to come with me? We'll get you out of the cold. Uh, we'll sit down in my car. Didn't put him in the backseat. Let him sit in the front with her and, and began to talk to him. And it's like at least... At least that was some human interaction, right? At least that was something to keep him protected from whatever thoughts were going through his head. Now, I don't know what's going to come of this. Um, a life ended that day. And it could have been prevented by several things. I can't help but think as I'm heading west and I see this coming in the eastbound lanes... Should I have blown my horn earlier? Should I have flashed my lights to get somebody's attention? Could I have prevented that? And that that is what was keeping me up at night. That's, so that was Monday that happened. I usually go into work on Tuesdays, and that's when I record. And I slept not a wink that night because I just kept having that thought of what could I have done? No, it wasn't my fault, and, and I know that. I know that in my heart. It's not my fault. 
if it was if it was this lady's time to go then it was her time to go but you know you can't help but think through those things and then i i feel for this gentleman who yes he he probably should have seen that there was this this wheelchair coming across but that scooter was also so low to the ground you think about how tall somebody is when they're walking well she's not a very tall lady and she's sitting in a a motorized wheelchair that's low to the ground did he even see her i i don't know you know she wasn't bright colors wasn't reflective stuff that she was wearing um but he he should have been able to see her right you think he should have been able to see her this lady that's crossing the street she's not crossing in a crosswalk technically it because of that uh even though it's a motorized scooter she counts as a pedestrian and a pedestrian that is crossing in a non-designated area that's that's jaywalking and and legal precedence is that it is the jaywalker's fault now that doesn't that doesn't dismiss any guilt right that doesn't dismiss the fact that the guy could have seen her and slammed on his brakes as of right now uh, i've been following the 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 police news releases on this there's no charges pending against this guy but you know those lives those are lives that are never going to be the same the lives of the family the lives of this this driver and his wife and that all how does this relate to to the podcast i know this is a heavy subject for for a gaming podcast but it's clashing in traffic guys when you're out there on the roads pay attention to everything i talk all right i'm 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 recording i'm talking to my phone i don't touch my phone right i've got it set up it's doing the recording it's in its its holder mounted and i i do not look at it right um you just can't if you take your eyes off of the road for a split second and i'm not saying that's what happened with this guy was he holding his phone i have no idea i could not see into the car if you take your eyes off the road for a split second those are the types of things that can happen and don't you know don't walk out into traffic uh or or scooter out into traffic um make sure my my family always kind of makes fun of me because i'm kind of a stickler with with rules and whatnot and when we come to crosswalks i'm the guy that's going to sit there i'm going to push a little button and i'm going to wait i'm not going to step out if it says don't walk Uh, unless i can see for miles that there's no traffic coming because unfortunately there's things like this that happen so always be aware of your surroundings know that that life can change in the blink of an eye and i don't want anything bad to happen to any of you guys so i always end every episode by saying stay safe and have some fun while you're out there playing in traffic um that stay safe thing that is far more important than the having fun part so make sure that we're paying attention to our surroundings Uh, let's look out for our our fellow man um, both physically mentally and spiritually Um, I I want to thank the officer who was kind and passionate enough to to take this this man and let him have a safe space to sit and to talk because i'm sure just talking through some of that had to help him um had to help him a little bit so guys if you're if you're the praying sort please be praying for the driver of this and his family i don't know what's going to happen with them Uh, i don't know that charges are going to be brought against them because of the legal situation 
But that doesn't negate the fact that there is now also another family hurting who lost a loved one who, in a legal sense, wasn't legally potentially the other guy's fault. But things like that happen, guys, and it, it's so sad. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on that any longer. Um, y'all have a have a great and blessed week. I, I can't wait to to visit with y'all on Discord. Um, shout out to Hero Killer. Uh, Hero Hero drives truck, right? He 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 has seen things out on the highway. My I, I come from a, a family of, of truck drivers. My father is a retired truck driver. Did over the road hauling for many years, and then did in in, in city deliveries and stuff. My brother uh, does the same thing. Um, Hero uh, recently had a, a similar story about about witnessing a fatal accident, and uh, he immediately, once I posted something about not having the episode up and, and what was going on, reached out and, and you know sent some good stuff. And it was just nice to to hear that other people are kind of have been through that similar kind of thing, um, having some of that that survivor's guilt of you know what if was there anything I could do? We know that it wasn't my fault, but you know could I have prevented? Uh, so thank you, Hero, for for reaching out and chatting with me a little bit about that. That certainly did help. So me, my, my wife, uh, my buddy who runs the shop there on the corner, his employees, the other the other witnesses. This hit us all pretty hard. My my buddy and I had been texting back and forth about you know not being able to sleep and just some of the the thoughts about that, that go along with that. Um, so we were impacted, but. That, that pales in comparison to the way these other two families were impacted. So if you would, if, you, if you're the praying sort and would, would mind saying a prayer for those of us uh, who are minorly impacted, but mostly these two families, one dealing with the loss of a loved one, loved one and one dealing with the guilt of, of having taken a life, whether it was intentional or not, the guilt of that um, has to be weighing on, on this family. Uh, so I would I would truly appreciate that. But guys, that's that's what we're gonna wrap up this week. Um, stay safe out there. Look out for our fellow our fellow man. Uh, let's look out for one another physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and be there for one another. I love that this community of folks that I've been able to be with uh, over the last several years playing this this silly game. Uh, that we've become we've become good friends and we we can chat with one another and help each other out and lift one another up and that is truly the best part of, of this game is the friendships that we've been able to make and I, I appreciate that so guys uh, let's let's try to have good weeks right let's uh, let's get these events that we have going on knocked out and let's look forward to whatever we have coming up I can't wait to hear from everybody in the discord uh, i know that i have a question from knob unfortunately i was i'm not able to get to that this week i filled up this episode and i need to do a little bit more research so knob i know that that question's there and it will get answered on the next episode as i do a little bit of research he's got a, a great question for me and and i can't wait to get to that now guys um we're going to end it again i already said it once in the episode but we're going to end it and take it take it to heart that uh, I really do want everybody to stay safe and have some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.